Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Today is June 24th, 2022, and today was the official release of the results of the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization uh, of Mississippi. And the conclusion is in, as was the leak. It was a six to three decision, and abortion is now the rights of the states as of today. And I know me and Matt are in, com- in complete shock. I think that this is, I think this is, even though we knew the decision uh, about a month before, I think it's still a shock to the world because of how divided um, this uh, topic has been for 50 years since the original decision of Roe v. Wade. And today, uh, you know, the sparks have flied. And I think, M- Matt, you can continue on this. Yeah, we knew this was coming for a while. Um, I mean, ever since there was a conservative majority in the Supreme Court, you knew that one of the first orders of business was overturning Roe v. Wade. Uh, it had been a priority for as long as I can remember. And it's one of those things where you know it's going to happen, but you don't really think that it actually will. Like, like it's, it's a strange way. Um, so, yeah, so yeah, waking up this morning, seeing that they actually went through, they actually – overturned Roe v. Wade, it's shocking. Yeah. For such a substantial, uh, you know, decision to be overturned like that. Right. And, you know, I I mean this in no positive or negative way, because right now I'm not putting my stance on there. You you know, the credit, the American people, Trump in 2016, when he was elected, his promise was, I'm going to put pro-life justices on the court. He had a record number of justices, not just in the Supreme Court, uh, but on the federal level of appointing, I think it was, Matt, I think it was like 170 plus justices, and he put three Supreme Court justices. So this result is all due in part by the decision in 2016 and the result of Donald Trump um, coming on his promise. He said he's going to put pro-life justices, and every justice that he nominated uh, sided with Dobbs. Or I think I, that I'm not sure uh, what yeah. the deal was. I'm not sure if it was siding with Dobbs or going against, but I, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I, I think that, again, it's one of those things you knew that when Trump said that he was going to that one of his major goals of his presidency was to oh, at least set the ball rolling for the over for Roe v. Wade to be overturned. Um, and he's actually done it. So it's another victory for him and for, uh, you know, pro-life movements around the country and around the world. Absolutely. Um, you know, just to get started, I think that, you know, we have to give our opinions on this eventually because this wouldn't be a discussion if it wasn't. And, you know, you know, I'm somebody who is human rights. Number one, I think, I think Matt knows that because, and that's what makes gives me my pro-life stance. Not that, you know, look, there's there's arguments that, you know, that the Republican Party and con- more conservative people. My stance is human rights and not that the not that the mother is at fault or anything like that. But, you know, I my goal in mind is to fight for people's rights who don't have rights. And a lot of that are people in, you know, uh, communities where, you know, abortion is the easiest option, but I think there's better alternatives. But primarily, you know, I said, you know, people who don't really have their voice to stand up for, 
well, unborn, in my opinion, unborn babies are that group that don't have a leg to stand on when it comes to their rights because we think of the mother. But the fact is, is that, and this is, again, my stance, 99% of abortions are not any rape or attack. It is just on personal decision. And I think that that, you know, really hurts the mark because, yes, there, there are exceptions and there must be exceptions because there are very extraneous um exceptions uh, like rape or you know uh the life of the mother but you know uh, primarily these abortions are done in vain and they're not done in an act of love they're done in negative ways that are unnecessary and that is why my stance is pro-life i am pro-choice for the same reason that you have given out uh of human rights it is an internationally recognized human right for a woman to have an abortion the United Nations has declared it such, and I believe that if the United States wants to be a beacon of liberty and freedom, that we have to uphold every human right, no matter how basic. And I believe that includes the right of a woman to have an abortion. I do not believe that um, that should, you know, discriminate any reason. You know, I don't think that, I mean, we're not going to argue the morality of abortion on this. We're just going to argue... Uh, the decision that has happened today, but I don't believe that, you know, the right to have an abortion is limited to when the mother's life is in danger or if there's a or rape or incest or anything like that. Um, I believe that abortion is abortion. It is a human right. It should not be limited by the United States, because if we want to say that we are, a sh you know, this beacon, the shining city on a hill, if we want to say that we uphold human rights, then we should uphold all the human rights. And so that's my stance on the issue. And I also believe that uh, overturning Roe puts other rights in danger, which is why I think that th that's mainly why I'm shocked, because a lot of other very important cases, like the right to contraception, uh, gay marriage, uh, you know, the right to privacy basically is now being thrown in the balance being thrown completely um completely off course by what has happened today you know any major decision that relies on the right to privacy is now in danger of being overturned and you know at what point does that stop mm -hmm. well i i think that was a fine uh you know opinion by you and i think that's what differs me from other people who are pro-life is they have different reasonings and and they really they demonize the woman who decides that she is going to um uh you know kill her baby off and i'm i'm more sympathetic because it is by you know far and wide the hardest decision a woman has to make is that i have to get rid of my baby i think it is in in most cases because you do have people you know you look at protests oh i wish i were aborted well i think you're just making noise just to get attention or people say you know um you know i had 13 abortions well you're you're really hurting you're hurting you know i'm not the type to say say this because you know i really don't care how other people feel but um in certain instances but you know, you hurt you hurt women's feelings who have who are mentally scarred from having an abortion. And for you saying I have 13 abortions and I'm proud of you, you're hurting women's you know feelings who who have gone through so much pain and trauma just, you know, from that one situation. So I, I don't think that's that's nice at all. And, you know, I'm going to criticize President Biden here. He signed that executive order 
um, when he first got into office his first day uh, protecting LGBTQ rights. Did he protect gay marriage? I, I, I'm not saying did he or did he not. I'm asking. I don't know if he did. But, you know, if he was he knew this was coming, there's there's no way that he didn't know this was coming. And, you know, if he's the one who's he, he, if he's the most progressive president ever, if he's the one who's going to, you know, f- promote social equity and justice, he that that should have been a decision. And I think that really questions, you know, w- what was that? What was his reasoning there? I don't I think was he doing it, you know, to to uphold his popularity or did he do it because he really felt that way? And, you know, I'm curious about that, because uh, if you look at the past, what he said about uh, and I don't really want to make this about LGBTQ rights because that's not what it's about. But, you know, he was somebody who opposed gay marriage and he said Obama did, too. And Barack Obama said the same. And they seem to have a, a different opinion today. But I'm just saying that he said that uh, 12, 12 years ago, he said that on the debate stage that uh, or uh, in an interview that marriage is a bond between a man and a woman and states must respect it. He did say that. That also brings into uh, another Thing. Going back to the abortion case, uh, which also ties into the argument of gay marriage, the religious aspect of this. There is absolutely, um, in, in terms of what's been going on recently, uh, a lot of people see this as a, as a nation turning less secular. You know, that this, the decisions that are being made are being made for, you know, because a lot of people, a lot of pro-life people, they use this moral argument that's laid out in the Bible you know, they use their religion to defend abortion uh, or, or to they use their religion uh, as a means of, I don't want to say um, attacking. But, you know, abortion is not condoned by any of the major religions. Um, certain instances it is. I know that uh, in the Jewish faith, if the life of the mother is at risk, then uh, abortion is actually kind of promoted. Mm. Which is why, which is why you're actually going to start getting some. Uh, I think they're doing it in Florida now, where uh, synagogues are now uh, suing the state for, huh. you know, possibly getting an all right, uh, an all total complete ban on abortion, um, which that brings into religious freedom. But I think it's something that cannot be ignored. How much of this was, you know, prom- was in. I don't want to say inspired. How much of this was spearheaded by personal religious values and not by the actual text of the Constitution? Because people are saying, look, what does the Constitution actually say? It is up to the justices to interpret the Constitution, but are they doing it through a religious lens? Like, where, what is their priority? Is their priority to uh, uphold the rights of women around the country? Or is it to promote their religious beliefs? And so as a person who is uh, not as religion and religious as you, Demetri, I'd like to hear your thoughts about this. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, you know, religion has to tie into this, you know, uh, love thy neighbor and, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated. That, that's that people always talk about the golden rule. The golden rule is based on the Ten Commandments. It, it really ties into Judaism and Christianity. And I don't like when the church uh any church um you know tries to get into political into the political world which is a problem and that's why i really don't identify myself with any church because because of that same i really see myself as more of a non-denominational christian but what i'll say is you know 
religious standpoint, right? Because I, I pull my own personal beliefs, right? Look, we live one nation under God, but my interpretation of that is that as Americans, the, you know, 300 million of us, we have the decision to say what that God is. Could be somebody, could not be somebody, could be a figure or not, right? And I think that that's what makes it powerful. But but we uh, we as Americans, you know, we we have some, you know, there are some Judeo-Christian uh, values in it, but overall we're not really, we don't really pick sides. But from the religious standpoint, I will say that, you know, abortion is wrong. That's that's the that's as simple as it gets. The the religious standpoint is abortion is wrong. It's murder. A lot a lot of people don't like it. And, you know, that's I'll say, you know, I, uh, the Catholic Church, the Orthodox Church um, and I believe the, uh, you know, Hasidic Jews, they don't believe in cremation. Right. So th this isn't just like uh, this isn't just like, oh, it's just because of abortion, but it, it really extends beyond this. So I, what I'll tell you is that that's the I think that's the simple, you know, religious view on this is abortion is wrong. And, and that's, you know, again, that's pretty much across the board. Uh, there's, you know, moral arguments saying that abortion is morally wrong. Um, I think, though, that what the Supreme Court has done, uh, these pro-life justices, what they have decided now is hypocritical to some other um, to some other rulings, you know. I think that the logical next step is the death penalty unconstitutional. I honestly believe that the next step for the Supreme Court is to say that the death penalty should be abolished. Because if you want to be pro-life, that's the next logical step. But time, time and time and again, the Supreme Court has said it is up to the states. It is up to the states. And so while the same thing is happening right now, I believe that there should be some, uh, you know, consistency with which lives we're going to uphold. Because, look, a fetus is a fetus. And if you're going to say you cannot abort a baby literally before it is a clump of cells visible to the naked eye, then who are you to execute a human being living, breathing on their own. And there's also now the issue, as I mentioned earlier, personal privacy, you know? This opens up a whole host of vulnerability for all people, not just women. Vulnerability, when, I mean, this was a, a conflict back when people were, you know, back when vaccines were just coming out and people were choosing not to be vaccinated. And they're like, oh, well, the government should not know my vaccination history. You know, that's my HIPAA rights, that's everything. Well, now you, you are way more vulnerable to these, uh, you know, infringements on your personal uh, medical, you know, medical history by the government. And so if that makes you uncomfortable, well, I'm sorry, but the, if, if you support the Roe v. Wade decision and you also say, well, I want to keep my medical practices private to me then you're going to have to make a choice one way or the other, which you value more the rights of other people to get an abortion or your right to medical privacy. And I think that a lot of people aren't equating the two. Okay. Well, I think that's a whole different discussion because I know you and I don't disagree. I mean, agree on that, but what I'll tell you about the death penalties, I hundred percent agree with you. Look, you know, uh, again, coming from the human rights standpoint, you know, Two right, two wrongs don't make a right. You know, killing somebody just because they killed somebody, 
doesn't make it any right. And quite honestly, I think that a punishment of life, life in prison is way worse than uh, killing them off. Make, you know, I, I would say let them suffer and rot for the rest of their lives. But who is it? Who, who are we as people? Um, and again, this is the human rights standpoint. Who are we as people to say that you don't have the right to life just because you ended somebody else, right? Two wrongs don't make a right. Now, the religious standpoint of that is going to be the same, right? Thou shalt not kill, love thy neighbor, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going to, on all, on all sides, as you know, the Republican Party long, you know, for a long time <clears throat> has supported the side of the death penalty. But that doesn't match up with anything they stand for, right? We, you know, we live in a country on Judeo-Christian values. You know, we're Christians. We, you know, we are the country of God. In America, we don't worship government, we worship God. These are things that have been said by Republicans. And yet they don't uphold the same with the death penalty. It's time to end the death penalty once and for all. I completely agree with you, Matt. We, we need to get rid of it. Because, you know... Um, it, it, it just doesn't make sense. I had, I had a phrase in mind, uh, but I can't think of it. So we need to get rid of it. Uh, unfortunately, this is not going to be one of our longer episodes since uh, I have to go in a minute. But I will finish off my arguments with this. What happened today does not change the fact that women around the world are born with the right to their own bodily autonomy. The right to an abortion still exists in the United States. What does not exist in some places now is the right or is the ability to exercise that right. And so moving on, there is still work to be done. I believe that, uh, you know, the fight is not over, that all women should be able to exercise their right to bodily autonomy, that all women, because they do have the right still. And I believe that in the future, Roe v. Wade, or at least a different Supreme Court a decision will bring it back and will allow women once again to exercise their rights. You know, it's, you know, what's so great about our country is that we have a lot, we have something called elections and elections have consequences and I'm not swaying in one way or the other. And we have one coming up very soon. And, you know, I think that the, the American people have to decide, are you going to, you know, are you going to look at what's happened the past 18 months and say, well, this country is a damn mess. And I'm going to tell you something in, in very, very, could be very soon, could be three days, could be three weeks. We're going to have some sort of ep economic fall down that we haven't seen, I would say, since the Great Depression. I think it'll be worse than 08. And, you know, it's going to it's going to be a reaction of so many things. And I think that that will that will determine uh, the midterms, because a lot of people are saying that, oh, you know, this is going to sway the midterms. Believe me, people are just like January 6th, people, we're having those January 6th hearings. People don't care about that anymore. You'll see if there's an economic fall down, this problem will subside very quickly and it's going to go under the carpet so fast and it won't, it really won't affect the midterms. That's really what I wanted to touch on is that I don't see this affecting the midterms because I think we have bigger fish to fry uh, than this. And I think you'll see that very soon. Well, thanks for listening to another installment, or actually our second installment. Our second one. We, we, we had one before. We decided not to go forward with it. We had a little bit of a hiatus with, you know, certain uh, conflicts with me and Matt and uh, time to record. But now it's the summertime, and I think that we'll, we'll try to pump out maybe two recordings a week.
and uh, you know we'll figure out what the next one's on. But I, I think this was a very productive segment. Based on the past uh, couple of weeks, there's a whole host of issues that we need to talk oh, about, yes. and I think that'll give us plenty of uh, plenty of content. Absolutely, for all you listeners. <laughs>